world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. and We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie controlled America, the no bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that is Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, of the uh, red, white, and blue being trampled upon by our politicians, by our lawmakers, by the people that are supposed to protect the Constitution, about the infiltration of this globalist agenda into the heart of the United States of America and throughout the world of the Great Reset the New World Order is coming. And tonight's show is a harsh reality. And and I don't think it'll be that harsh, but, you know, I, I think that uh, <clears throat> everybody here understands where this is going. And that's a good thing. Because, you know what? The more prepared you are for what is about to come, then the easier it will be to get through it. Just think if someone in November and December of 2020 said, Hey, guys, 
A pandemic's coming. There's going to be lockdowns. People are going to lose their jobs and their houses, and a lot of people are going to get sick, and it's all going to be fake. If someone said that, you guys would have been like, oh, right when it happened, eh, nothing. I don't have to wear a mask. It would have been a diff- different story. We wouldn't have been caught off guard by the fear and the propaganda and the fear porn, right? So definitely not too harsh tonight. Uh, but Uh-oh. we're going to talk about some harsh truths. And I think these are some things that need to get talked about. These are some things that are happening in the world right now as we speak. This is something that we've been keeping a watchful eye out. Uh, This is going to be everything from new DHS bulletin documents that are coming out. uh, From the state of the economy to the war in Russia to everything in between. Voter fraud, you name it. It's all going to be covered tonight. Um, Vince, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. And this stuff is probably harsh for your everyday person who's sleeping and sleepwalking through life. I think a lot of us have already come to terms and accepted a lot of the things that we've seen unfold over the last two years, thanks to programs like yours. So uh, I think this will be smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. For us. You know, it's interesting when you say that because this is a, a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. And uh, I listened to a few shows last night on Pilled. I was kind of sitting here doing some work, and I started listening to a few shows. And, uh, you know, no one talks about the stuff we talk about. No one says the things that we say. Alex Jones, and, and you know what? I, I know some people hate Alex Jones, but you got to give credit where credit is, is. He's probably one of the only ones, him and Mike Adams are probably the only ones really talking about all of this in the in the sense of what's really happening. And I don't even think they're spot on right but um, I, I don't even know if I'm spot on right, but we have been, and that's the interesting thing. Uh, but we'll see what happens because you know what? Things can change in an instant. Things can turn around like you've never seen them turn around before, and I'm hopeful. I, I, I really do have that hopium in the sense that something will happen and that good people will stand up and rise to the occasion, and this world uh, – this world global agenda from these globalists will be uh will be curtailed so did you hear about this nuclear test north korea believe uh poised to test a nuclear weapon has ignored multiple u.s overtures uh for discussions as well as offers to help in the covid19 outbreak a u.s diplomat said tuesday um and they fired three rockets today now what was interesting okay was not that they fired three rockets i'm going to try to blow this up this is from the uh, the New York Post, okay? Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and show this to everybody. Korea launches eight ballistic missiles and nuke tests may be next. This is... Look, look right under the, the... Can you see the screen? Yeah. Look right under the, the TV monitor. Q. Quantum. Quantum. I don't know. Kind of interesting there. Just, I don't know, kind of interesting there. Just a little coincidence. What the hell? That's interesting. Just a little coincidence, right? (laughs) If I had a nickel for every coincidence. If I had a nickel for every, I know, right? I'd have 17 nickels. I'd have 17 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Unfortunately, there's no post on June 17th in or around June, uh, June 7th. I do believe that there is some for the 10th that mentioned North Korea, but nothing on the Delta. Um, mm-hmm. But just interesting. I mean, just the correlations and the cross correlations that we have with that kind of stuff. It's just mind blowing. But 
Yeah, not to mention just <laughs> the pure escalation factor of this is uh, mm-hmm. pretty alarming. Professional remote, remote viewer, uh, the Deagle forecast, has basically predicted a shocking 2025 forecast of doom and gloom, nuclear fallout, nuclear war. Now, this is a uh, remote viewer. And unless they were trained by Lynn Buchanan, I probably wouldn't trust them. But uh, it's something to take into consideration because there's a word out there. It's actually a great documentary movie by Peter Joseph called Zeitgeist. But the word is German, and it means spirit of the times. Now, I remember that. Do you know what spirit of the times means in in German or what it represents symbolically, etymologically? No. uh, Teach teach us, please. Teach us. Okay. So the spirit of the times is, think about this, thoughts create reality, right? So what is the consensus of the people during a period of time? Those are the thoughts that transition into reality. That's a zeitgeist. So it's like the conglomeration of... Like a collective consciousness coming together and and predicting their own reality. So this is why these types of things give me the heebie-jeebies is because the more and more people that begin to think about doomsday and nuclear war and all these things, the more it will become a reality. Almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. And that's one of my biggest thoughts on a lot of things uh, pertaining to a lot of various religions is a lot of self-fulfilling prophecies. Um, Kind of uh, go through a few things first. We have uh, the Battle of the Streams going on. This is between DLive, Pilled, and Rumble. Thank you guys so much for all the donations. You guys are absolutely helping us stay alive and stay afloat here at the Red Pill Project and helping support alternative media. Um, I, I mean, my heart goes out to you guys. Um, a few things on that. If you do want to support us, there are a few different ways to do that. I would say go and use that uh, the Bitcoin wallet down at the bottom, but I have no idea where those wallet addresses go. Um, one of the best ways is redpills.tv slash go, and that's our Give, Send, Go campaign. If you guys go to redpills.tv slash send crypto, you can send us cryptocurrency, including XRP, Bitcoin, Matic, ETH, whatever it is. Um, and that definitely does help support everything that we do here. Um, tonight... After Dark Chat, our Tuesday After Dark Chat, that's a live Q&A with myself, with Vince, um, and a few others who will be on there. You have to be a member of the Social Red Pill in order to get in on that, so please join up to the Social Red Pill. There's also a way to support us there, and that's through subscriptions. Um, I don't say this stuff that often. I forget about it half the time to like kind of put ourselves out there, but we really do need the support, so if you guys can support us, it is much appreciated. Um, you know... The world is changing, and we're hoping that we can be one of the top platforms in alternative media moving forward. But in order to do that, we have to grow, and we're trying to grow. We need writers. We need content artists. We need all these types of things. And so in order to get that right, we have to keep it going. So if anybody's out there as a writer or a content artist or anything like that, uh, has a show, they want to bring the Red Pill Projects, just hit us up. Let us know. We're, we're more than happy to consider and, and look into a lot of uh, various um, types of content. So and it doesn't have to be about politics. It doesn't have to be about the new world order. It could be about anything. So just let us know if you guys have those. Hit us up on the social Red Pill and we can take that from there. All right. 
DHS releases bulletin citing concerns of heightened threats in violent months ahead with Supreme Court ruling and midterms approaching. <clears throat> you know, this is the bulletin right here. All right. And in February 22nd, 2022, there is another bulletin that we went over. Do you remember this, Vince? I do. I do. And they're certainly starting to beat the dead horse and right. a little bit of foreshadowing here. I remember. Now, now, I covered this one this morning on the Dark Delight Show, but I'm going to cover it again. Um, several recent attacks have highlighted the dynamic and complex nature of the threat environment. In the coming months, we expect the threat environment to become more dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. These targets could include public gatherings, faith-based institutions, schools, racial and religious minorities, government facilities and personnel, U.S. critical infrastructure, the media, the perceived ideological opponents. Notice how it says right here. Look, look, look. Hmm. Perceived ideological opponents. Interesting choice of words. Threat actors have recently mobilized the violence due to factors such as personal grievances, reactions to current events, and adherence to violent extremist ideologies, Ideologies, including racially and ethnically motivated or anti-government and anti-authority violent extremism. Foreign adversaries include terrorist organizations, nation-state adversaries, also remain intent on exploiting the threat environment to promote or inspire violence to sow discord and undermine U.S. democratic institutions. We continue to assess the primary threat of mass casualty violence in the United States stems from lone offenders and small groups motivated by a range of ideological beliefs and personal grievances. Notice how they say personal grievances and ideological beliefs multiple times the key aspects of the evolving threat environment this is what i want to point people to okay um recent violent attacks by lone offenders against minority communities schools houses of worship mass transit have demonstrated the dynamic and complex nature of the threat environments facing the united states individuals in online forums that routinely promulgate domestic violent extremists and conspiracy theory related content have praised the may 2022 mass shooting at an elementary school in uvalde texas and encouraged copycat events discord anybody Others have seized the event to attempt to look. Others have seized the event to attempt to spread disinformation and incite grievances, including claims it was a government staged event me, event meant to advance gun control measures. Hmm. Who does that sound like? Then oh, they go into the the Buffalo right, the Buffalo shooter, and they start talking about white supremacy. Uh, they go into uh, obviously someone who attacked. Um, oh, Maktov cocktails that were thrown mm-hmm. at churches and secured doors. Then they go in talking about uh, Al-Qaeda and ISIS. But again, what we have here. Oh, given a high-profile U.S. Supreme Court about abortion rights, individuals who advocate both for and against abortion have on public forums encouraged violence against government, religious, and reproductive health care personnel. Show me one person that's against abortion that has promulgated violent threats. I, I uh, haven't seen any. I've seen leftists, but yeah, I yeah. haven't seen anybody on the right promoting violence because they'd probably be swiped, swiped immediately and arrested. That's right. Um, Listen to this one. Some domestic, vi- domestic violent extremists have expressed grievances related to their perception that the U.S. government is unwilling or unable to secure the U.S.-Mexico border and a call for violence to stem from the flow of undocumented migrants. Right? Ridiculous. Yep. You cannot be a dissenter anymore and uh, analyze 
situations, this, First Amendments. Yeah, this one I, I liked a lot. As the United States enters midterm election season this year, we access the calls for violence by domestic violent extremists directed at Democratic institutions, political candidates, party offices, election events, and election workers will likely increase. And this goes on and on and on. It starts talking about Russia, Ukraine propaganda. It talks about the spreading of propaganda on and on and on. Now, what's interesting is how about this? What if conservatives firebomb four Planned Parenthood facilities in a matter of weeks? What the fuck? Well, what if they did? Oh, oh, hypothetically, uh, what if they did? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What, what would happen? It would be all-out war on those right-wing extremists, right? Yeah, there would probably be a civil war. That's right. In a way. There would probably be a civil war in a way. Now, I put this out there earlier. This was on my Dark Delight show. And this has not made the mainstream news media yet. I don't know why. I figured that the lefties would be all over it. But this is, um, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, they probably haven't been told to get on it yet. Celebrity hasn't told them to yet. Right. They, yeah. <laughs> um, I got to go to that email. We're going to go here. We're going to go that. And I just want to kind of read this out a little bit to people. All right. Let's, let's hear it. <clears throat> okay. Why is this not going? Okay. So there it is. Um, oh, that's why. There it is. Okay. All right. So breaking news. Buffalo Pro-Life Pregnancy Center, Compass Care, firebombed this morning in Buffalo, New York. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, this comes a week after they were firebombed in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. The organization, Jane Was Here. Jane's Revenge is the organization. It's a left-wing radical organization yeah. called Jane's Revenge. These are the ones that are perpetuating this. What but if this, this was right-wings? That's terrorism. That's terrorism. But, of course, abortion, abortion activists take credit for firebombing pro-life pregnancy center firefighters injured battering the blaze. This one is in Buffalo, New York. I had it up here the whole time. Yeah. And yeah, funny yeah, thing is, yeah. Fire uh, broken windows, and then Jane... Uh, it says right here, Jane was here. Yep. Pro-abortion terrorist group. Jane's mm-hmm. Revenge. Dude, they are promulgating terrorism on the left and the right in order to help push their agenda. That's my personal belief, and mm-hmm. I could be wrong. That is my first amendment right that I'm exercising and that I'll never give up. And that's my thoughts. Well, it's not that they they, they are. And what they're doing is they're setting up people like you and me. If you notice the wording of these DHS bulletins from the uh, the National Threat Advisory System, these wordings are basically trying to encapsulate pre-crime in the sense is that if you say anything, like if I say, for instance, that the Declaration of Independence preserves me the right given to me by my creator to me for me to overthrow a government when when they become tyrannical and oppressive and they utilize my second amendment in a hypothetical situation right yeah that's what they're demonizing with these dhs bulletins and that's who they're watching and going after yeah and it's because jim and all his buddies they know it's true and they know it's lawful and it scares the living shit out of them jim jim FBI Jim. Oh, FBI. Yeah, FBI Jim. 
That's right. <laughs> I forgot about FBI Jim. New York is requiring social media companies to report hateful contact. New York will now require social media companies to report hateful content. Governor Hockle announced Monday. Hockle on Monday signed a gun control bills into law, which includes actions such as tightening the red flag laws and raising the age to purchase a semiotic firearm to 21. Now, this, by the way, this bill that she passed is unconstitutional. I showed this last night. California had a similar bill. It was rejected by the appeals court, Supreme Court, and they said, nope, that's unconstitutional. So there's legal precedents to actually fight it, and people in New York need to start fighting that, or nothing is going to change. And see, everything that we're talking about here in the sense of going after your gun rights, this is social and cultural destabilization, right? The firebombing of abortion, of anti-abortion clinics, the the... DHS going out there and labeling people as such, targeting people. This is social and cultural destabilization. One of the other aspects of this is rising crime, which we're seeing a massive uptick in violent crime within our communities. Another part of this, drug overdose deaths reached a record in 2021 fueled by fentanyl. Provisional data shows more than 107,000 deaths, two-thirds from synthetic opioids like fentanyl. Now, here's the problem with this reporting. Hmm. They're saying that the the opioid death, okay, the, the overdose deaths are up, right? Okay. Yes, okay. they are. And they're saying that these people overdosed, right? And that's their cause of death? Okay, yes. That's murder. This is mass genocide being committed by somebody or someone lacing illicit drugs with fentanyl. These people don't knowingly go out there and inject fentanyl into their system. They don't knowingly go out there and start snorting cocaine laced with fentanyl. If they did, they would die. Someone is doing this, okay? Now, here's the problem I have with this. If you had illicit drugs coming into your country, illegal drugs coming into your country, and someone was lacing them with fentanyl, and 107,000 people died. It's war. That's, that's war. That's mass genocide. Yeah. So ask yourself this. Why isn't anybody saying anything about it? Why are they saying, oh, just another overdose death. Oh, that poor person. Oh, what a loser drug addict. No. Yeah. Get out of here. Does everybody see that point there? It, it's, yeah, I see your point, dude, and it's disgusting. It, it and you know how fentanyl is made, right? A harsh reality. How's, I don't know how it's made. No. It's synthetically I think it's an opiate. Synthetic opiate? Yeah. yeah, it's a synthetic opiate. You know who makes it? Probably Big Pharma. Pharmaceutical companies. The number one uh-huh. in China. Yeah, so. Hmm. Number one producer of all the heroin, too, after we uh, took out the heroin trades out of Afghanistan. It's probably how it's probably how the Biden crime family gets some funding in the Wonderland. Speaking of the Biden crime family, who knows? Democrats tell Americans stop being poor as Biden claims best economic recovery ever. Oh, what a joke. Stop being poor. (laughs) Marxism makes a comeback in China's crackdown on disorderly capital. I mean, how do you even make sense of that? That title there. Disorderly capital. 
Yep. Cheers greeted China President Xi Jinping as he toured Beijing's Renmin University in China, uh, China in April, telling students and teachers, we must continue to promote in the modernization of Marxism. Social science research, he said, should have Chinese character uh, characteristics and contribute to China's independent knowledge system. It was a notable contrast to 11 years ago when uh, Wei Jintou, Xi's predecessor, visited the same campus, listening carefully to discussions in macroeconomics. That was China's boom years. The economy was a fa- growing faster than ever, 10% a year. Private entrepreneurs in the sectors such as real estate and technology operated with more autonomy than ever. Corruption and pollution were rampant. Karl Marx wasn't even mentioned. Now, Xi was meeting with two political economics, Liu Wei, the university's president, and Zhao Feng, who blend Marxism with elements of Western economics. The visit highlights China's pivot to funding and supporting researchers who are suspicious of the power of private business, with some advocating barring private capital from entire sections. The message was clear. In today's China, Marxism is back, and investors had better take note. Now, someone commented, on, I think it was on Rumble about this, about our support for Vladimir Putin. All hail Vladimir Putin! Um, no, I said multiple times that Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping are fucking evil. But right now they are fighting against the globalists because they don't want a one world government where they lose their power. Right. And so the yeah. enemy of my enemy is my friend in a certain context, whether they're human rights violations. I, that's besides the point right now they have armies, they have legions of armies and right now they are fighting against the globalists. Keep them busy while we figure out a plan, right? And so that that's kind of my perspective on it. I just wanted to reiterate that for people that don't think that I'm a, a, a Putin lover. I'm definitely not a Putin lover. No, and I say it all the time. When uh, Andrea and I do our research on this whole world war, mm-hmm. we look at news from the left. We look at news from the right. We look at news from every angle. And we try to come to the best conclusion we can, which is why I said Russia is both losing tremendously and having the most greatest success in this war that anyone's ever seen it's yeah. because we get information from both sides we have to come to our own conclusion right in the middle That's somewhere right. agree and and based on our assessment we happen to have these opinions that are unpopular why because of pre-crime because of the way our society is with how they want to control the narrative and how we are almost always spot on and promoting the truth to the best of our ability at least well said vince well, yeah so that wasn't gay thank so. you <laughs> yes all right <laughs> inside joke between me and vince <laughs> yeah 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 confidential <laughs> pfizer documents reveal covid19 vaccinations is going to lead to depopulation oh really oh this, this is wild all right uh it's a pretty bold claim to make. Your government is trying to kill you in even bolder. But unfortunately, these bold claims are now backed by a mountain of evidence. And most of that evidence can be found in the confidential Pfizer documents that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has been forced to publish by the court. And so this is in the latest 55 documents that were released, right? So the, the FDA attempted to delay the release of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine safety data 75 years, despite approving the injection only 108 days of safety review on December 11, 2020. But in early tw- to, uh, January 2020, Federal Judge Mark Pittman ordered the release of 55,000 pages per month. They released 12,000 pages by the end of January. Since then, um, the PHMPT has posted all the documents on its website. The latest drop happened on June 1st. One of the documents contained a data dump, reissue 53 right here. We're going to open that up. Page 12 of the confidential document contains data on the use of the Pfizer COVID-19 injection in pregnancy and lactation. 
Pfizer states in the document that by Feb- 28th of February 2020, there are 270 known cases of the exposure to the mRNA injection during pregnancy. 46% of the mothers, 124 exposed to the Pfizer COVID-19 injection, suffered adverse reactions. Of those 124 mo- mothers suffering from adverse reactions, 49 were considered non-serious adverse reactions, whereas 75 were considered serious. This means 58% of the mothers who reported suffering adverse reactions suffered a serious adverse event ranging from uterine contraction to uh, the feel of the fetal death. And so you can see that right here. Uh, of the total of four serious fetus baby cases were reported due to exposure to the Pfizer injection. Four serious fetus baby uh, cases reported. And you notice how they, I, I don't think that's how you spell fetus, right? F-E-T-U-S. Yeah, they, they spelled it F-O-E-T-U-S. You know why they do that? For algorithms? I'm assuming that's not how you spell fetus, but... Uh, uh, that's Photius. Yeah, that's Photius. But you know why they do that? It's for people searching those documents are searching fetus. Now you oh, can't yeah. search it because it has an O in it. Let's go to page 12 here, guys. I want to I check this out. I bet you're right. Let's do this. I'm going to do an Alt F. I'm going to type in fetus. No fetus. I'm going to type in fetus. There it is. Photus. Photus. See what they did there? They were trying to hide this data by utilizing deceptive tactics, deceptive tactics. Exactly. Disgusting. If I type in the word fetus in here, zero results. If I type in Theotis, there it is. Unbelievable. But here's where the things get rather concerning. Pfizer states that of the 270 pregnancies, they had absolutely no idea what happened in 238 of them. But here are the known outcomes of the remaining pregnancies. Spontaneous abortion, 23. Uh, mm. Premature baby death, 2. Um, Inuterine death, neonatal death, uh, normal outcome, outcome pending. So out of, it looks like, five of them. So, okay, these are numbers are five times that multiple, right? And so these are multiples of five per bar. And so the majority mm. of them were spontaneous abortion. Look at that. There were 34 oh outcomes gosh. altogether at the time of the report, but five of them were still pending. Pfizer note that only one of the 29 known outcomes were normal. One of the 29 were normal. Well, yeah. 28 of the 29 outcomes resulted in loss of baby and death. It equates to 97% of the known outcomes of COVID-19 vaccination during the pregnancy resulting in the loss of the child. When we include the five cases where the outcome was still pending, it equates to 82% of outcomes of COVID-19 vaccinations during pregnancy resulting in the loss of child. This equates to an average around 90% between... 82 to 97% figure. So we have the first piece of evidence that something is amiss when it comes to administrating the Pfizer COVID-19 injection during pregnancy. Um, This article goes on, but this is not good. Nope. And it goes deeper than that. It goes deep, man. These, these jabs are huge, a huge uh, concern for health. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've heard a lot about breast milk. We've heard a lot about, AIDS. We've heard a lot about other diseases coming about from the jabs, at least suspected. And there's a lot of evidence like this every day that we see right. to support that. And it says right here that it uh, COVID-19 vaccine accumulates in the ovaries, as well as the heart, the spleen, the liver, the kidneys. Newborn baby deaths hit critical levels for second time in seven months since March of 2000. 
2022. Official figures revealed that the rate of neonatal deaths increased 4.6% per 1,000 live births in March of 2020 to a 119% increase on the expected rate of deaths. This means that the neonatal mortality rate breached an upper warning threshold known as a control limit for the second time in at least four years. The last time it was a breach was September 2021 when neonatal deaths per 1,000 live births climbed to 5.1. Although that rate fluctuates month to month, the figure for both September 2021 and and March 2020 22 is on par with levels that were last typically seen in the late 1980s. COVID-19 vaccination increases risk of suffering miscarriages by at least 1,517%. Guys, we're watching the eradication of, of, of the human civilization. We really are. We really are. Something needs to happen. Otherwise, we really could go extinct. And this isn't you know, when they say the climate's going to kill us all, um, I don't believe that. But when they say the population is decreasing and we're at risk, I do believe that. You guys want to see what happens when I try to create a new Twitter account? Yeah. Apparently, creating a new Twitter account is suspicious activity. Say la vie. It's the life. Um, let's go here and look at this real quick. They really lock the hatches as soon as they see your name, huh? Yeah, they do. <laughs> they love me. I, I don't even use my real name or date of birth, but I guess it's just my IP address, I guess. Uh, yay donated two ice creams. Thank you so much. Yay. Grits 39120 donated four ice creams. Thank you so much. Grits Enlightened science donated one diamond. You guys rock. Thank you so much. Enlightened science. Uh, Ponlo Picasso, who we got to meet last Tuesday. Awesome, dude. Gifted some shades. Thank you so so much, Picasso. Babalu, I appreciate you guys. You are my news source. Thank you so much, Babalu. Much appreciated for the $50 on Rumble. Upstate Work is celebrating a five-month sub streak. Uh, thank you so much, Upstate Work. Ponlo gifted a can. Thank you so much. And Nathaniel's Barbershop gifted five one-month subscriptions to users in the channel. Thank you so much, Nathaniel. Hey, you all that means awesome. they get the red pill uh, emoji. That's right. They get the uh, the red pill emoji. The woke as fuck. Red pill woke as fuck. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Nate. What 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 do you mean with oh about Twitter? Grandma Revolt said, "What the fuck, Josh? I don't get it." About uh, Twitter, <laughs> he, probably, he probably said something. <laughs> oh. What did I say? I don't know. Oh. Biden administration issues. Oh, uh, woke as f. Yeah, uh, woke as fuck. Uh, Biden administration issued 69 citations to hospitals for defying COVID-19 vaccine mandate. The system is being held accountable for challenging situations opposed on the federal government. U.S. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, announced that it cited 69 American hospitals for failing to comply with the Biden administration's mandate that federally funded health care facilities require their employees to submit to COVID-19 vaccination. So hospitals are not vaccinating their people. Right. Imagine that. And I've read stories about a bunch of celebrities having fake COVID cards, Mm -hmm. a bunch of employees at these companies, fake cards. Um, A lot of people never, never went with it. Yep. And and so instead of having shortages, they just kept them on board and now they're getting fined. Um, John Heileman, the substitute host of Nicole Wallace's deadline the White House program argues that forcing Americans to view pictures of dead children and babies is the only way to effectively steamroll the country's constitutionally enshrined right to bear arms. 
Uh, this good is old class. This is classic brainwashing. Yeah, it's fear porn. John Heilman, Heilman, Heil, right, is saying <laughs> that uh, we need to force Americans on mainstream media to see more pictures of dead children shot by guns. That way, they will get rid of the Second Amendment. Oh, he must have studied psychology. This is psychological warfare. I, I think he might have went to uh, Project Mockingbird and, and went to the farm and learned the tricks from the CIA, like uh, Anderson Cooper. It's a good possibility. Secret agent, man. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Uh, Oso. Oso? Yeah, you don't know who Oso is? Uh... Secret agent Oso, man. No, who's it's a cartoon this? character. My kids used to watch it. See, mm -hmm. What is a secret agent? Oso, he's like a little bear. He's a secret agent. <laughs> that, that's like that the one. theme song that you just said. Um, oh shit! CDC withdraws mass recommendation against monkey pack pox after backlash. Good. In the now deleted recommendation, the CDC suggested that masking up can help protect you from many diseases, including monkeypox. Yes. Unfortunately, monkeypox is not an airborne virus; it is a point of contact. So, what, these people are just—they'll stop at nothing. I mean, that—that that right there is disinformation. Yeah, it is. It really is. They, they, it's funny how they walk it back so quickly when they get backlash, though. So it just goes to show you how effective it is to call them out on their bullshit, exercise well, that First Amendment right. And well, there's three simple steps to call them out on their bullshit. Identify, engage, redistribute. And only a few people in there who know who Special Agent Oso Man is. <laughs> <laughs> Three simple steps. Is that from the show? That's so funny. I saw RM say that. That's fucking funny. New York Times January 6th hearings give Democrats a chance to recast the midterm message. So, David, David Laxerod here. If I were a member of the 1-6 committee, stories like these casting these hearings of political uh, cutilage uh, could make me very unhappy. Conversely, re Republicans who hope to dismiss damning findings as partisan will seize on them. Let's speak facts. And so the New York Times admitted that Democrats' upcoming January 6th committee hearings are an attempt to recast the party's failing midterm elections message against Republicans in order to help Democrats stay in power. So instead of casting out the message that we failed, the economy's crashing, hyperinflation is real, we did it all, uh, there's an energy crisis. We did that, too. There's a housing market crisis. Oh, we did that, too. Oh, we're about to enter World War III. We did that, too. Oh, you remember Afghanistan? We did that. Remember the proxy war with Russia? We did that. Instead of all that, they wanted to uh, just say that the Republicans are bad. That Republicans are extremists, and they're bad. And they shouldn't have a seat at the table. I'm telling you, they're forming a coup. This is... Uh truly like a Nazi coup. You know, and we need more countries like this. Vietnam has arrested a minister and the mayor over a COVID scandal. Vietnam's yes. police have arrested the health minister of Hanoi and Hanoi mayor following accusations they were involved in a $170 million coronavirus test kit scandal. The public security ministry said on Tuesday, the arrests come as a communist nation ramps up an anti-corruption drive in the wake of a Viet a scandal in which officials bribed supply hospitals with vastly overpriced COVID-19 test kits. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. 
Holy crap. Good. This is good news for once. Yeah, a this communist awesome. country is actually doing what a republic should be doing. They're, maybe they maybe they took a red pill and they just realized, oh shit, we're not going to win this no matter what side we're on. <laughs> just like China and Russia. That's right. We're not going to win this. Come and take them. Joe, Kyle Rittenhouse unloads belt-fed minigun at gun range. Uh, well talking to Joe Biden. Let's listen to this. America! Joe Biden, you're not coming for our guns. (laughs) Well, that was uh, something I say every time I shoot a gun. (laughs) You're not taking my guns, Democrats! (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I want to shoot that. That's awesome. Minigun? I've, I've shot uh, twin 50s. I've shot uh, oh, really? saws. Yeah, I've shot 25 Mike Mike. I've, yeah, they're fun. Miniguns are fun. <laughs> cool stuff. Uh, Kyle so cool. Rittenhouse in other news is preparing legal action against the mainstream media for slander with malice. Oh, that's going to be good. He's going to win millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. He is. He really is, dude. He's going after everybody, and people are still talking shit. Someone... It's like, I have the First Amendment right to say another content creator that's a lefty, uh, crazy extremist. Mm-hmm. It's like, I could say whatever I want about Kyle Rittenhouse because the only reason he's famous is for murdering two people and he's not going to do shit about it. And I'm just thinking, you do not, you want to be careful with what the hell you're saying, dude, because yep. he, he will come after you and it's not going to be funny. It's First Amendment protected, but keep it truthful. Exactly. Don't slander somebody, which causes violence against them or damages against them. You want to know what their argument is, too? I thought you supported the First Amendment. It's like, bro, I did you not did. hear what Josh just explained? Yeah. There's. Gosh, I can't. I can't argue with some people. I just got to walk away. Yep. Russia top officials tell the truth about big pharma and bio or engineered bioweapons while the U.S. lies to protect pharma crooks. Um, Nikolai Petrushev, Secretary of the Security Council of Russian Federation, told AIF.ru in a recent interview that the Western pharmaceutical companies are behind the spread of many dangerous diseases, including the Wuhan coronavirus. Calling the Fauci flu man-made, Petrushev explained that the so-called virus was likely made in Pentagon laboratories with the assistance of a number of major big pharma companies. He also linked the Clintons, the Rockefellers, George Soros, and the Biden crime family to such endeavors. Instead of caring for the health of mankind, reads the English translation of Petrushev's words, Washington spends billions on the study of new pathogens. In addition, Western medicine is increasingly practicing genetic engineering, synthetic biology methods, thereby blurring the line between artificial and natural. Since Russia stands starkly against these kinds of things, the West continues to demonize the country. Pucharev went on the state. He explained that the Western agenda has not changed for centuries as Western powers continue to dictate their terms to the world boorishly trampling on the sovereignty rights of other states. And he's not wrong here. I'm going to agree with him on this. That uh, we have ample evidence that shows that the Pentagon, the Department of Defense, the Defense Intelligence Agency... The, the Democrats, Dr. Fauci, NIAID, NIH, the WHO, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, uh, companies owned by Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden, um, 
funded by the Bill and the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Foundation, the George Soros societies, were all involved in the genetically genetic engineering of what we would consider bioweapons that were released on humanity. And if people want to argue with me on that point, bring your evidence. Let's talk. I'll love, love to go over this stuff with you. And they're all involved in a concerted effort to cover it all up, too. Of course. That's what the disinformation push is all about. Yep. Talk about disinformation. Biden declares national emergency to boost solar production. Joe Biden ordered emergency measures on Monday to boost crucial supplies to United States solar manufacturers. He also declared a two-year tariff exemption on solar panels from Southeast Asia in an attempt to jumpstart progress towards his climate change fighting goals. His invoking the Defense Production Act and his other executive actions comes amid complaints by industry groups that the solar sector is being slowed by supply chain problems due to the Commerce Department inquiry into possible trade violations involving Chinese products. Well, go figure. What about the slave labor used to, to actually produce them? But yeah, nobody's looking at that. When the White House press secretary uh, was asked if Biden's pause in tariffs was not a gift to China, Corrine Jean-Pierre said he was invoking the Defense Production Act to make sure that he's delivering for the American people. He is putting the full force of the federal government behind supporting American clean energy products. That's called communism, by the way. When the Defense Production Act is communism. Understand that. The Defense Production Act is nationalizing production. Yep. That's communism. Yeah, so he's changing the production of the United States energy to benefit him Mm -hmm. and his break-everything-down agenda. That's right. From Zero Hedge, U.S. seeks $4.3 billion to buy enriched uranium from domestic sources. This is concerning, huh? Isn't that that interesting? So let's, uh, let's back up here. 2007 to 2011, Hillary Clinton's campaign or Hillary Clinton's as secretary of the state was involved in something known as Uranium One, where they depleted 86 percent of the U.S. uranium supply and sold it to neighboring nations, including Russia. Okay, known as the Uranium One scandal. Okay, this was done through a surrogate company in Canada, partially owned by Justin Trudeau. Right. Yeah, this was when Russia was a part of their plan. Oh, this gets better. January of 2022, the United States was selling enriched uranium to Iran with Russia as a proxy. Well, in a proxy war with Russia through Ukraine. So as of January 2022, the United States was selling their depleted uranium. Or their, sorry, their uranium supply. This is enriched, not depleted uranium, enriched uranium. They were selling their uranium, enriched uranium, which is good for nuclear um, power sources, to Iran. Now they're going to go out and get $4.3 billion to buy uranium from domestic sources. It's almost like, what are they doing? Sell high, buy higher? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's money laundering involved and also the war aspect, obviously, with what could be done with uranium well, um, is a factor. You know, they also say domestic sources. Now, the company, now I forget the name of the company that owns it. I forget, is it Bazinga Pro? Uh, no, 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 no. It's, um, hold on. Oh, this is, this Bazinga thing is all messed up. Uh, but 
the company that they're buying from, there's three major uranium producers in the United States. Do you want to know something? Yeah. They're not American-owned. One is like Turkish and the other two are German. And so when they say domestic, they're lying. Yeah, and of course, I pulled up the Bloomberg version of this article and there's no sources. It's according to a person familiar with the matter. Mm, and it, it's, it's in response to the uranium company's prices surging. Um, Why well, when they're shutting down power plants? Exactly. They are shutting down power plants oh, because yeah. we're in a power crisis. And so they have all this excess fuel and might, might as well get rid of it because what are they going to do with it? They're going to build weapons with it. That's what they want it for. They want to start Uranium One up again and make some money selling the good stuff. Man. Germany's ready to deploy more troops to uh, Lithuania. Uh, Chancellor Olaf Scholz said during a visit Tuesday in response to repeated requests from the Baltics ahead of the NATO summit, even before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Germany, which heads up the NATO battle group in Lithuania, um, had increased its size of the deployment from 550 to 1,000 soldiers. Formerly, the former Soviet-ruled Baltic states forms Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, which are all now EU and NATO members, are worried they could be next if Russia defeats Ukraine. Well, guess what, guys? Russia defeated Ukraine. That is over and done with. The only thing that hasn't happened is the taking of Kiev and removal of Zelensky from power, which is coming next. And right after that, they're going to move into Poland and all those other Baltic region states. Yes, and Lithuania is a strategic point between our uh, on the north of Belarus, which is just north of Ukraine, and Belarus is actively, allegedly setting up mines across their border with Ukraine. So Germany being in Lithuania could be a uh, front of a potential war with Belarus, Belarus to yeah. come in from the north. Interesting. Uh, well, on the other side of the world, China is secretly building foreign military bases in Cambodia. According to the Washington Post report, citing Western officials, China is constructing a naval base for its military in Cambodia, with both Beijing and Phnom Penh going to great lengths to conceal the operation. According to the Western officials, speaking on conditions of anonymity, the facility, which will occupy a portion of Cambodia's Reem naval base on the Gulf of Thailand, will be only China's second yeah. foreign outpost after the opening of the base in Eastern African nation of Djibouti in 2017. The base is said to be located west of the South China Sea, where Beijing has territorial claims and several countries. I remember that we, co- we covered Djibouti. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? This puts them right next to Thailand there well, in Cambodia. Them, yeah, it puts them next to a lot of U.S. assets. Escalation. Yes, JTAC. Poland go. is a NATO country. And Russia has declared to the denotify Putin. If he will denotify you. Yep. Russia and China planning simultaneous attacks to eliminate the United States and occupy the North America. I don't know if I, I believe in all this. We've talked I about agree. this. Uh, this com- So J.R. Nyquist is someone I've had on Conversation on the Fringe. He's an awesome dude. Um, academic researcher and author J.R. Nyquist has conducted a bombshell interview with Mr. Wang from Lude Media, the same group that acquired the secret audio recorded from the high-level CCP PLA military leaders in southern China, which we have validated as a legitimate leak. This, this, yep. this has been authenticated. Um, and it reveals that China and Russia are teaming up to eliminate the United States and occupy North America. Um, 
Mike Adams in this show, according to Mr. Wang, the Chinese Communist Party is financing Russia's war in Ukraine. However, he says Russia's best forces are not being used in Ukraine. We've already said that. Appear weak when really strong. They have been employed to the Far East, prepared for action against America. According to lewd media sources, China will try to use nuclear blackmail and unrestricted warfare to collapse the United States while forcing Taiwan, Japan, South Korea under Chinese control. Failing this, China and Russia will launch a full-scale war against the United States. Russia and the Chinese fleets will be united, not in the same ocean, but by attacking the same continent, North America. The Russians attack through the Arctic, the Chinese through the Pacific. Now, we actually have indications of this. Uh, the United States is fortifying their Arctic um, um, Arctic forces right now. That's as right. As well as their western and eastern seaboard cases. So, th- this not saying that this could happen, but it's a potential. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, in my unprofessional, I don't know anything opinion, I think it's unlikely, but it is a possible future. Mm-hmm. Uh, no deal yet with Russia or Turkey to unblock the Black Sea, Ukraine says. Kremlin Sergei Lavrov will hold talks with Turkish Foreign Minister Anakara on Wednesday. And so this is the deal that they were trying to do to open the Black Sea seaport to get all oh, the yeah. wheat, the barley, the, uh, the, the, the fuel and all that stuff out of there. And as of right now, Russia is not allowing it to happen with their naval blockade. Yep. They may cut Ukraine completely off to the Black Sea. We'll see what happens. UN comments on grain stealing allegations. The organization doesn't have proof of Russia has been illegally exporting Ukrainian grain. The UN is unable to verify accusations raised by Kiev against Moscow of stealing and exporting Ukrainian grain. Um, asked about the claims by a reporter during a briefing on Tuesday, um, Jerick, Stephanie Jerick, spokesman for the UN Secretary General uh, Office, said that the UN World Food Program, WFP, had any credible information on the matter. We've seen recent media reports. We're talking to our colleagues at the WFP. They have no way of verifying these allegations. I think the WFP, as we ha- all have, um, have been advocating for a free movement of the food from the Black Sea to ensure that the needs of the people around the world are met. Now, Let's talk about this for a minute. Sure. If you are Russia and China and you have teamed up in secret to take out the United States of America, which eventually will bring in all NATO nations, which means that you're going to have a multi-fronted, dual-fronted war fought with top-of-the-line weaponry and soldiers. Uh, You would have to take over much of Eastern Europe, which are NATO strong points against Russia, before you even think about this war because you want to eliminate the threat to Russia and the threat to China. China's threat would be Kwajalein Atoll, would be Taiwan, would be Japan. So you want to eliminate those three threats before taking on the United States of America and then further attacking uh, your progression in towards Europe and in doing that. One of the things that you'd want to do is you'd want to go into these smaller countries that you could easily take over that are non-NATO controlled, and you'd want to start taking up all their resources and stockpiling them. Yes, that is one thing you would want to do is start stockpiling resources because in the midst of a global war, there is going to be global supply chain crunches, shortages, and shutdowns. Yes, and in, in Korea. Thank you, JTAC. And okay. so I, I think that this could be very, very true and accurate. Although Russia's China's attack on the United States would have to be 12 to 18 months out because you would have to have that clearance of those NATO nations on the Russian border as well as the NATO nations on the Chinese border. Yeah, logistics wins wars. Absolutely. 
And so basically is if they would perpetuate this global famine, they would perpetuate this global supply chain crunch. Uh, you know, Ukraine, I think, was a strategic target, target to begin with because it shuts down uh, the 57 percent of the global wheat supply. And it puts a buffer at the border. Yep. And now think about all the other nations joining up with Russia in the sense of the embargoes and the uh, the sanctions that are on them. Russia, are, dude. Saudi Arabia. So, they're getting around the sanctions with ease. Yeah. But Saudi Arabia is backing Russia and China on this. Why? Because they know what comes next. This so, is wild. So if, if, if Saudi Arabia backs Russia and China during yeah. a world war, that's it. We'd have to tap into our strategic oil reserves and fuel reserves. Guess what? We're already depleting them. Massive U.S. oil refinery on track to shut down amid fuel shortages and record prices. Um, a key Texas petroleum refinery that produces more than 200,000 barrels of fuel per day is facing premature shutdown that could increase pressure on domestic fuel supplies. The Houston, Texas facility, which is operated by Lyondell Basel Industries, spans 700 acres, was built in 1918, is scheduled to be permanently closed by the end of the 2023, but could shut down earlier if major equipment failure spreads to major units. Two people familiar with the issues told Reuters. The refinery processed 268,000 barrels uh, per day, um, and produces 92,600 BPD of diesel fuel, 89,000 BPD of gasoline, and 44,500 barrels per day of jet fuel. The company announced in April it would shut down the refinery in 2024, but now has since been increased in the time frame due to dwindling equipment. And let's just go to this one. Rolling blackouts are just part of the plan. The left is executing its long-held agenda to put us back in the dark ages. What do you think of this, Vince? I think this is, I agree with the headline there. Um, I just don't understand, strategically speaking, why they would hit their own country so hard, especially in a time where there's going to be resource scarcity. You know what I mean? They're setting themselves up for not being able to fight a war in the event that they need to. And maybe that's a huge failure in their plan, but everything they're doing, you just covered, they're shutting down that refinery. They're just shooting themselves in the foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, as every day we go by, it seems. So let's think about all the things that you would do if you were an enemy of a, of a country and you were the leader of it and you wanted to bring them to the knees and allow them to crash and fail and burn. And so what you do is you would want to make the military vulnerable. You would want to make your military basically um, unable to fight wars. Your own military or the enemy's military? Your own military. So if you're, a, if you're an enemy that is taking control of a country, belligerent occupation of a country, okay. you'd want to make that military basically through orders uh, vulnerable. Okay, vaccinations, number one. Um, number two is you would want to basically produce food, energy, supply chain crises, disrupt transportation, disrupt the energy grid, critical infrastructure. Uh, you would want a firestorm event. Huh, that's what you'd want. On your own country. Yeah, and that's exactly what they're doing. Everything that they have done, every move that they have done has perpetuated this firestorm event. Have they not? Yeah. Yes, but then how are they going to put up any type of fight against Russia and China? They're and not. Korea? That's the point. So it's like... I, I'm... The negotiations... Vince, the key is 
to get the United States out of the Constitution, to get the guns away from Americans. That's oh. what they want to do. Okay. Oh, so they're gonna yeah. Okay, so, so the they'll use evil. China and Russia to do that. They'll use the corrupt portions of China and Russia to do that. That's right. Yeah. Damn it. That could be a possibility there, dude. Yeah, Los Angeles and San Francisco. Have you heard about Los Angeles and San Francisco? Oh, gosh. Uh, I've heard quite a few things. The, what's happening The now. Republicans are leading in the polls against Democrats. <laughs> that. Must be a glitch. <laughs> yeah. Must be a glitch in the Matrix. San Francisco and L.A. could go red. But Newsom won the recount. No, dude. Yeah. Watch them cheat anyway. Cat Ledge TN is celebrating a one-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Cat Ledge. Uh, two little kitties, $10. Will Antifa terrorize again this summer? Yes, I believe they will. Thank you so much for that $10 on Rumble. Two little kitties, you are awesome. Me, Brenda, donated one diamond. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Uh, Ponlo Picasso donated a cookie. Thank you so much, Ponlo. And I think that's it for we have for them tonight on uh, those guys. It looks like Rumble wins again. Yep. Thank you, everybody. And so we're gonna we're gonna end the show early tonight because we are going to the after dark chat in an hour and a half from now. After dark chat is at nine p.m. Mountain Standard Time, eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's an open uh, open chat Zoom where myself and Vince will be in there. You guys get to ask questions. We typically get about twenty to thirty people in there, so feel free to join. All that information will be posted on the social red pill. So if you're not a member, please go join. Um, as well as if you guys want to support us in any way, shape, or form. My pillow, guys, Father's Day is coming up. Father's Day. My pillow has some awesome deals for Father's Day. Go to mypillow.com, use that promo code RPP and help support the Red Pill Project. If you guys are looking to prep and get those prepping supplies, redpills.tv slash patriot. That's how you give us credit for that. Redpills.tv slash Patriot. My Patriot Supply. They got some awesome deals. I think $200 off on a, on a six-month supply right now. And then uh, Kirk Elliott, Gold and Silver. You cannot go wrong with it, guys. Get the, with Dr. Kirk Elliott. Uh, Redpills.tv slash gold. Or actually just go to getgoldtoday.com or afterthegold.com. Much love, respect, guys. I hope you guys have a great night. See, it wasn't that much doom and gloom. It wasn't that bad. Just a kind of nuclear war, China and Russia coming to destroy America, the coastal. I don't know. Who knows? But you know what? I'm okay because you know what? Blue helmets make great targets. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. You guys have a great night. Take care. Much love, respect. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.